You're listening to the Arkansas AgCast, where we discuss the latest news, trends, and issues impacting Arkansas farmers and ranchers. Our show is brought to you by the Arkansas Farm Bureau Federation and hosted by Rob Anderson and Jason Brown. We tricked you today. As you can see, there is no Rob Anderson in studio. That's right. That's because he is uh, chaperoning a trip to space camp uh, this week. We miss Rob. Yes. But he sent a photo of his uh, sleepy, sleeping accommodations the other day. <laughs> and we're, we may miss him, but we're not jealous, are uh, we? Not, not jealous at all. I was like, oh, man, that'd be, that'd be small for me. Yeah, so. so Rob is – I just – Rob asked me to measure him. We, we, it's a weird uh, uh, circumstance, but we were in a football locker room <laughs> over the weekend, Rob and I, and uh, they had a, a measure, measuring tape on the wall for, for the athletes. He was six six. So, do you want to describe Rob's uh, sleeping? Uh, uh, <clears throat> let's just say the photo I saw yeah. of the 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 boys he was chaperoning. Yeah, they were all like, you know, three and a half, four feet tall. Yeah, the beds looked like they would just fit them. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Rob was on the top bunk. I, I have a feeling. He was like completely sandwiched uh, up and was still too big yeah. for it. So, so we know, <laughs> we, Rob. We know you're probably here with us in spirit today because, um, man, that's that's got to be tough. Uh, it was tough. I'm sure he had a good time. Yeah, I mean, sure. he's always wanted to go to space camp. Uh, yeah, I always wanted to go to space camp. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, <clears throat> all right, but we do have uh, we do have Brian Pistol uh, filling in as co-host today. So. I'm going to tell you, if you did not know already how talented Brian is, uh, he's not only playing the role of producer where he pulls all the switches and levers and, you know, plays the man behind the curtain, but he's also today will be our co-host. So, anyway, um, well, let me see here. We've got a little bit of news uh, that we want to share today, but before we get there, uh wanted to remind everybody, the Arkansas Farm Bureau Feder- uh, Foundation Trap Shoot uh, is coming up on June the 10th. But what you need to know is the uh, registration for that event closes today. So if you don't get registered today in March, um, March, May 26th, you will not have a chance to compete. So if you are interested in the uh, Farm Bureau Foundation trap shoot, uh, you need to register today. You can do that at ARFB.com, I believe. Yes, and uh, <clears throat> that's a great event. Um you know, it kind of, uh, it's also foundation week. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's June 5th through 11th. Yeah. Um, okay. and so it kind of, it kind of culminates there at the end. It's, it's mm-hmm. right towards the end. And, um, this is a great fundraiser for, yeah. for the foundation. Um, well, I think we usually have some high school teams, like some teams we come do. out. We do. I think the foundation, a group of guys here who duck hunt and things like yeah. that, put a um, team in. I, I'll um, tell you this so. much. I, and I, I wouldn't want to compete against them. Yeah, no doubt, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that no good. good. Yeah. Uh, that's, but uh, I think, I think anyway, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool event. There's some video of last year's event. If you're interested, uh, you can see that on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, speaking of our YouTube channel, uh, we've 
we launched a new series. We, we've been doing a some series uh, as of late yes. uh, with our team. We launched a new series called uh, Ask a Farmer. Do you want yes. to tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, Ask a Farmer series. Uh, it's uh, it's been doing really well. Um, we we wanted a series that would uh, that would kind of piggyback on to what we had done with the filthy farm jobs, and uh, that one did real well as, as well. But uh, we've recently added some new um, topics. We've got a okay. uh, we have uh, someone talking about forestry. Okay. Uh, we've got a cattle rancher and uh, got a sheep farmer. And Oh, wow. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen a baby sheep. Yeah. But no, I don't think I have. Oh, about the most adorable Cuteness thing here. Oh, oh, my goodness. Oh, okay. that, that whole video, just, it's great. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. Well, awesome. So, if you're interested in that, and there's some, I mean, there's some great questions. Most of these questions come from folks who... Haven't been on a farm or haven't spent much time on a farm. Correct. So if you're really, yeah. we were driving down the road the other day, and my wife asked me, you know, how do they cut sod? And I thought maybe we need a sod farm, you know. Right. Uh, but that's the kind of questions that we're yeah. talking. It's not like how do you, you know, raise a sheep with, you know, a protein rate of 90%. I don't know. You know, yeah. it's not like real technical scientific. It's really the basics and it's meant to be the basics for yes. folks who haven't spent time. Right. On the farm. And if, if you have questions, cause we'll do more of these, um, we're kind of, we've reached the end of this, what we call series one, uh-huh. but, uh, we want more questions. Yeah. So we want more topics by all means, uh, give us some, give us some thoughts on, uh, on our social channels. Yeah. Uh, Drop that in the comments of this live yeah, stream right exactly. now. If you, if you, exactly. If there's a farming topic or crop that you want us to focus on, uh, Matthew, uh, who's one of our producers of the show, Matthew uh, is is heading up that series, and certainly he can he'll see that and add it to the list. Wait a minute, why isn't he sitting here? I mean, that's a good point. We should. <laughs> that's a good point. We should have. It's a little late for that, but yeah. it's okay. Um, all right. Well, uh, oh, last thing I'll mention before we dig in is that uh today we were able to celebrate uh several farm bureau employees and their retirement uh here in the building this included employees of insurance and employees of the federation including two federation employees we we work for the federation and that the reason that's important is is we the federation is sort of the the agriculture advocacy um portion of of what we do um so we were able to celebrate uh, retirees, including one person on our PR team, uh, Keith Sutton, as everybody knows, is Catfish. Yeah, it was catfish. great, to, great to celebrate Catfish a couple times this week, and uh, certainly we'll miss him dearly and wish him well in retirement. Well, not to mention the one other one, uh, uh-huh. Warren Carter. Oh, yeah, uh, Warren Carter. Um so this was the, his his retire. We talked about his retirement a little bit, and then uh, Steve Stroh, yes, um, which was so, one of our district directors yeah, as well. Wish him well, and uh, I know they'll be happy. But it was a good time. Yeah, we enjoyed yeah. it. That's the truth. All right, well, let's mm. dig into some news here. So, actually, we're going to kick off the show with some breaking news. Um, something we have not had the opportunity to do, to do yet, but this is just in from the Senate Ag Committee. Senators Stabenow and Bozeman have announced an Arkansas Farm Bill field hearing uh, for uh, in the coming weeks. You know, we speculated this just a few weeks ago, and it was announced uh, 
as we were walking into the studio to record this 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 show. So Senator Stabenow of Michigan, who's the chairwoman of the Senate Committee on Agriculture, Nutrition, and Forestry, announced along with Senator Bozeman uh, that the hearing in Arkansas will be held to gain input from producers in the state as the process of writing the 2023 Farm Bill begins. Uh, the hearing will include <coughs> Arkansas ag producers, industry stakeholders, and rural community supporters. Uh, the hearing will be held on Friday, June 17th at 9 a.m. on the campus at, on the campus of Arkansas State University at the Fowler Center, and it will also be streamed live online at ag.senate.gov. That's exciting. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people have been waiting to hear some about this. Uh, um, you know, we've, we've mentioned it some on on the show. On the yeah, show. we've been trying to carry, cover yeah. some aspect of the Farm Bill. I thought we weren't going to have Farm Bill news this week. Yeah, well, you know, piggybacks right along with the, the group that went to D.C. a couple of weeks ago. That's so. right. Yeah, so we I think a couple of weeks ago we reported on a group of uh, Farm Bureau board members here from here in Arkansas and our staff yeah. who went to DC to have to com- to have some communication or have some conversations and communicate the priorities that we would like to see included in the farm bill farm bill and addressed in the 2023 farm bill. So we've been doing a lot of work on this. We'll certainly be involved in gathering producers and input uh, for this field hearing. Uh Senator Stav or uh sorry, Senator Stavenow uh had hosted she hosted a hearing a field hearing like this in michigan mm-hmm. um last month i believe so be senator bozeman's turn um oh, very good yeah glad <clears throat> to be having that in the state um now uh moving on from that i know it's tough to think about irrigation needs this week uh, with all the rain that we've had forecasted it's very cloudy here uh in little rock today but we do have some news for those who are looking to find efficiencies on the farm. The U of A System Division of Agriculture's annual Most Crop Per Drop Irrigation Yield Contest is now open uh, for Arkansas rice, soybean, and corn producers. Uh, they are eligible to enter and compete for $95,000 in cash and prizes this year, which is uh, the most in the contest's history. Uh, Dr. Chris Henry, a friend of ours here at uh, Farm Bureau, we go visit him often, uh, who works on the program, said to win, you must have both a high yield and low water use. And he suggests using the best water management practices for your operation. This might include computerized hole selection, sensor-based scheduling, pump controls, alternate wetting and drying of rice, and, of course, many other options. Uh, cash prizes will be awarded to top winners in the corn and soybean divisions, 6,000 bucks to the first place winners, $3,000 for the second place and $1,000 for the third place winner. Uh, the Arkansas corn and grain sorghum promotion board and the Arkansas soybean promotion board are providing the prizes. Uh, rice growers for the first time can compete in one of two divisions, furrow, irrigated rice or flood, um, and uh, I believe those prizes are provided by Rice Tech, but I, I don't want to. I don't want to get that incorrect. Uh, meters must be the important part. Meters must be in place before irrigation, and entry forms are due by June the thirtieth. 
Participants may register by emailing contest at uark.edu or calling 870-673-2661. More details are available uh, on the University Division's website. I bet you can always call your county extension agent to get details and or register yourself. That's great. It's uh, it's exciting that they're offering that much prize money, and it's it's a great way to get – educated in the process and that's really cool yeah it's a you know it's a great it's a great pro it's a great program Uh, i've seen it at work i've seen the 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 water savings that can come from things like soil moisture sensors and and probe probe probe-based scheduling and things like that and it's a it's a really really interesting program so all right, but moving on from irrigation to eradication, how's that for a, for a transition? <laughs> Let's talk about feral hogs for a second. Uh, the Arkansas Department of Agriculture will receive $650,000 in federal funds to support its feral hog eradication efforts. The funds come from the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2022. In addition uh, to those funds, the Buffalo River Conservation Committee allocated an additional 74,000 bucks to the USDA's animal and plant health inspection service to expand eradication efforts in the Buffalo river watershed. Uh, the Arkansas department of ag will use these funds to implement a statewide feral hog, uh, management plan. And these efforts will supplement ongoing removal activities, including eradication efforts in 12 Arkansas counties. Uh, funded through the USDA's uh, NRCS's Feral Swine Eradication and Control Pilot Program. It, you know, it just uh, amazes me. We, <clears throat> It seems like every time I turn around, we're still hearing about the feral hog yeah. problem. Yeah, um, it really is a part of just about every conversation when when, a, when we sat down with the producer. It, um, we went on a, a trip. Uh, for one of our shoots um, with PR department here. And um, we had just gotten there that morning and uh, the, uh, the farmer took us over to one of his locations there on the mm-hmm. farm and we didn't know what he was going to show us there, but there's a whole lot of damage and uh, mm-hmm. said hogs did this. Like, Whoa, wow. really? Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Yeah. I'd, I'd never seen that before, but um, it really is a problem and cost cost them so much money. Yeah, I mean, if you want to trap them, it costs money. If you want to hire somebody to come out and, and work on the issue, it costs money. costs money to clean up. costs money in crop loss. I mean, it really is a problem. Yeah. So it's good to see that uh, that these funds are being inv- uh, invested in the state to help with this, with this issue. Um, it really is. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, switch gears again for a moment uh, to the – Livestock and poultry industry. Okay. Uh, there's new to, news of uh, meat processing expansion. All right. The USDA is making uh, $200 million available to strengthen the food supply chain and create opportunities for small businesses and entrepreneurs in rural communities. These funds will be available through the Meat and Poultry Intermediary Lending Program. The USDA will provide grants of up to $15 million to nonprofit lenders, including private nonprofits, cooperatives, public agencies, and tribal entities. 
these intermediaries will use the fu- this funding to establish a revolving loan fund to finance a variety of activities related to meat and poultry processing. For example, businesses, you know, they may use these loans to acquire land, uh, build or expand facilities, um, and they they may be looking to modernize equipment. Sure, uh, they haven't yeah. been able to. Yeah. Um, the idea being here, you know, when the loans are repaid, mm-hmm. um, the intermediaries can make additional loans okay. to support activities throughout the middle of the uh, the food supply chain. Mm-hmm. That makes this, sense. This funding can help businesses aggregate, process, manufacture, store, plant, wholesale, and distribute food. food. Okay. Um, Grants are available through two application cycles. Okay. Um, applications for the first round of funding must be received by July 25th of this year. You can get, at, get that through uh, www.grants.gov. Um, yeah. This is, this is really great to see. A continued investment in the meat processing uh, space. Um, we uh, anytime this comes up, I think about the meat inspection bill that that Arkansas Farm Bureau worked on and had and helped pass in Arkansas. We're we're seeing continued investment and in expansion in this space. Um, we reported on the podcast just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Williams Baptist up in Walnut Ridge uh, is opening a meat processing facility that gives jobs to students in college there and trains them. Um, on 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 the skills that it takes to work in these facilities, but it, they're also obviously going to be processing, uh, you know, food through there for people to to purchase and to help make sure the supply chain is is sturdy and steady. Uh, we were with Dr. Mickey Latour uh, last weekend at Arkansas State. Arkansas State University is is working on expanding and earning uh, USDA and uh, it's approval or inspection status uh, for uh, their their meat processing uh, facility uh, in Jonesboro. So we're seeing investments in the public and private education space, uh, making funds available here through USDA. And all the goal of all of this, right, is just just, just to make sure that we're we're trying to shore up the you know the the supply chain mm-hmm. a bit and 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 invest in some of these these producers that that want to go direct to market yes um, with their with their poultry and livestock yes so that's really great to see it is it's a good one thanks for bringing that um now we we've been tracking early voting from the Arkansas primary election. And this week wrapped up primary season. Each week we've been giving an update uh, from early voting. But Tuesday was primary election day across the state. And we'll share the results of the state constitutional offices here on the podcast. Uh, But first, we asked Stanley Hill, Vice President of Governmental Affairs, uh, to talk here at Farm Bureau to talk about the importance of voting. Brian, do you mind playing that clip of Stanley? Sure thing. Well, first of all, let me say thank you to all of those citizens out there concerned enough to exercise your right to vote. Voting is such an integral part of what we do as Americans. And we need to make certain that we take advantage of that right. Um, In so doing, uh, we have a process 
I guess it starts with those who feel the desire to offer themselves in the public arena, making that announcement. Of course, we went through the process of the foulings back in March. And this is the first real step in the voting process that we went through on Tuesday. That being the preferential primary, which simply means you're going to vote in the primary of your choice or of your choosing, either as a Democrat or Republican, and send that nominee to the general election in November. So I can't reiterate enough how important it is for us as Americans. This is the system that our forefathers chose uh, to select our leaders and the leadership of our nation, the leadership of our local governments as well. And we need to actively be a part of the process. Yeah. Well, certainly appreciate Stanley for that uh, patriotic pep talk. How about that? (laughs) You know, he's right. It's it's essential that we exercise our right to vote. Uh, The primary election day on Tuesday was historical in that it solidified the fact that voters in November will either elect the first woman governor or the first African-American governor uh, in the state's history. We're going to report on the contested state constitutional races only. Um, I just want to be clear, this is not in, an inclusive list of all the races. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's just a, a snapshot of some of the, some of the big races uh, that were highlighted uh, leading up to the primary. Certainly look at your uh, local um, favorite preferred news source if you want to find all of the election resor- results. Uh, the Secretary, Secretary of State's website will will have that information as well. Uh, we just want to report on a couple. All right, here we go. Chris Jones earned the Democratic nomination for governor, uh, which Sarah and Sarah Huckabee Sanders earned the Republican nomination uh, for governor. In the lieutenant governor's race, Attorney General Leslie Rutledge earned the Republican nomination. John Thurston won the Republican nomination for Secretary of State. He's the incumbent there. Uh, Annabeth Gordon uh, won the Democratic uh, nomination for that office. Tim Griffin earned the Republican nomination for the Attorney General race. Uh, And moving on to the state treasurer primary, Mark Lowry of Maumel won the Republican nomination there. Uh, in federal races, Senator John Bozeman earned his party nomination for the U.S. Senate and will face Natalie James, who earned the Democratic uh, nomination. Uh, all incumbent U.S. House members uh, from Arkansas were successful in winning their primaries as well. Uh, we've talked a lot about our p- political directory resource at arcelect.com. Uh, that will be updated to reflect the primary results and will, will remain live uh, and available until the general election in November. So the election, that the primary that we just had, that um, it, there's going to be a runoff uh, for some of the races. Yeah. Um, when, what, what date is that? Yeah, so runoff, there are a few races that went to runoff, meaning that one candidate didn't get 
50% of the vote or more. Uh, that runoff election is June 21st in the state of Arkansas, and there will be early voting, I think, two weeks in two advance weeks of that. Yeah. But but June 21 is the uh, is the runoff. And, and we've just gone through the primaries. This is not like the people who won, you know, is they won their nomination for yeah. the party. This is is not done. We've we still have the big election later this year. Yeah, that's right. For instance, so. in the governor's race, you know, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was uh, you know, in a in in the race against another Republican candidate. Yeah. Chris Jones was in the race against other Republican candidates. Yeah. Now they'll face off. Um so yeah, that's what we were just deciding who is the nominee in, in, in the cases where a party had multiple multiple candidates for a, an office. Yeah. yeah. So all the more reason to go to the uh, go to our collect. Yeah, we'll sort of in. clear the deck as it were yeah. there yeah. and get down to the to the remaining the remaining candidates in place. Great resource. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a break from the news and learn a bit about how an Arkansas Farm Bureau membership goes to work in your community. Your Arkansas Farm Bureau membership supports our work on behalf of Arkansas farmers, ranchers, and rural communities around the state. From youth leadership programs and academic scholarships to hunger relief and disaster support and much more. You can make a difference and be a champion for your community. Join today at ARFB.com. Awesome. I, I love that spot. Yeah. Um, a great example of uh, Farm Bureau memberships at work is uh, just like in the Benton County um, mm-hmm. office of Benton County. Yeah. They, uh, their Women's Leadership Committee, um, they recently donated boxes of cereal to Northside Elementary. Oh, wow. Um, that's just another example of how the power of our memberships works. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people always ask how they can get involved. They want to get involved. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't want to just be told about stuff they want to do. Well, that's one great thing about Arkansas Farm Bureau membership, uh, that, that people don't understand. It's, it is a great way to get involved. There is a mm-hmm. lot that you can do. Yeah. Um, and if you want to be involved in something, if you like to serve, become a member, reach out to your uh, County Farm Bureau. There's a list of things that are going on all the time. Uh, food pantry, there's scholarships that, mm-hmm. that you can donate to. Mm-hmm. There's just all kinds of things. So, um, that disaster relief, all that kind of stuff. Or if you just say like, look, I'm really busy, uh, but I wouldn't mind, you know, helping make some of these things happen in my community. Yeah. Then, you know, look, go go online, buy that membership. It's forty bucks a year. And, you know, support support the scholarship, support the recognition of your local high school athletes, support uh feeding, you know, kiddos in your community who who may need a little extra help. You know. Yeah do those things the disaster relief programs and you know it, you know i mean 40 bucks a year it's a night out to dinner at, right. a, at a cheap place right you know for right. family of four so exactly. Um, exactly yeah you know it's a it's a it's a real opportunity to make a difference in your community by joining farm bureau mm-hmm. even if you yeah it's just it really is it's yeah. really easy 
Well, our next story shares some information about what the USDA is doing to help address threats to global food security. The USDA will allow conservation reserve program participants who are in the final year of their CRP contract Mm -hmm. to request voluntary termination of their contract following the end of the primary nesting season for fiscal year 2022. Okay. Participants approved for this one-time voluntary termination will have to repay rental payments, will not have to repay rental payments, pardon me. Good clarification. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one. Uh, They don't have to repay the the rental payments. Uh, A flexibility implemented this year to help mitigate the global food supply challenges caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine and some other factors. If approved for the voluntary termination, preparations can occur after the conclusion of the primary nesting season. Producers will then be able to hay, graze, begin land preparation activities, and plant a fall seed crop before October 1st of this year. Producers and landowners can learn more about this option by contacting their local FSA office. Okay, awesome. Good flexibility in the CRP program there. Uh, Well, we've been covering planting progress across the natural state each week, and this week's no exception, although I will tell you our our weeks are probably numbered. Uh, Spoiler alert uh, on on how much longer we'll be able to cover planting progress. Uh, You know, the unfortunate thing is, I guess, unfortunate, I say that, depending on where you are, we continue to see rain in the state over over the weekend, um and and i guess over the week uh i know in one night at my house i got two and a quarter inches uh just in one one event uh so for the most part i think we're we're out of the rain this week after whatever few showers today fall uh, we'll see a dry uh weekend and dry next week according to to what i'm seeing but Anyway, as of Sunday, we have planted 71% of the soybean crop. We've gone from behind the five-year average to ahead of that pace. Uh, We've planted three-quarters of the state's cotton crop as of this week, keeping us on pace for the five-year average. Uh, We're closing out the rice planting uh, now with 90% completed. That will probably be wrapped up next week if I had to guess. Um, on the topic of finishing up planting, we're 98% completed on the corn crop, uh, with 90% of that crop emerged, which is a good thing. Uh, peanuts are barely behind the five-year average with about 70% planted. Um, cool story. I'll have to tell you when we're not on air, but we had the opportunity to tour Delta peanut, uh, their facility in Jonesboro uh, last week, and that place was—it's uh, really a, a, a great place. Bet a bunch of—I bet most of these peanuts are, are going there. Uh, we'll continue watching the progress over the next couple of weeks, like I said. May, uh, but so far, so good. Um, uh, you know, I, we're wrapping up really, really quickly, uh, and I—I I imagine uh, we'll be done. You know, and I'm not an agronomist, but in the next two weeks, I can't imagine that we're not we're not finished. So there we go for one of your uh, one of your last planning progress updates uh, from the Arkansas AgCast. Yeah, this uh, 
this mild weather we're having is not going to last forever. It's uh, <laughs> that's it. We still have the the hot, humid months ahead. I think uh, we'll be in the night back in the nineties yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So a we're, good a good warm Memorial Day weekend there. Well, that said, we're you know we're right on the cusp of summer. It's mm-hmm. right around the corner. Uh, yep. The the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff has a heads up for cattle ranchers when it comes to drought conditions, heat, and cattle production. Okay. Current long-range weather patterns predict drier weather from June to August. Dr. David Fernandez, Extension Livestock Specialist at UAPB, um, with warmer and dry conditions, hay and feed supply could decline and prices may increase. So Dr. Fernandez is encouraging farmers to prepare for the possibility of mild to moderate drought this summer. Dr. Fernandez says farmers should secure good quality hay and feed now. Uh, Even though local conditions may be good, High Plains producers may require supplemental feed later, which uh, would mean local supplies could be sold to producers in other states. Mm. Uh, Dr. Fernandez also encourages producers to purchase hay in terms of pounds of nutrients rather than tons of hay. Uh, your local extension county extension agent can teach you how to collect a good hay sample, and he says that adds uh, and adds that a good quality hay may allow you to limit feed while still meeting the need. So supply gets short. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Additionally, the USDA National Resources Con- Conservation Service Environmental Quality Incentive Program equip or e- EQIP. Yeah. Uh, that is a mouthful. Thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> offers financial assistance to farmers and ranchers who want to distribute watering facilities more eventually across the more evenly across their farms and ranches. Okay, good. So, yeah, not certainly not saying there's a drought situation here, and, and we may never experience it in the state. No, I mean, but we do experience it. And, sure. you know, we'll have, that's the crazy thing to me. We will have moments where we have just extreme rain and flooding and mm-hmm. just wet as we can be. And we'll go immediately to just drying everything up and it'll stay that way for a good long time. I while. think a couple of weeks ago, it was, you know, so wet. We were having trouble getting row crops in in some areas, but USDA had, you know, drought assistance for 20 counties in Arkansas, mm. you know. I mean, you just never, you just never know. But you know, th- this story is a really good example. I'm glad you put it in here. It's a good example of how, um, you know, uh, you know, it's it's not all local. You know, right. it's it's you know something a drought impacting the high plains uh, certainly has a way of trickling down to our producers here in the state. Yes. Uh, when when it comes to feed supply in this case. Well, and we're it's just another example too. We're not. You know, farmers and ranchers of this state are not just concerned about this state. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They're concerned about the world as a whole. Or yeah, our other, our neighboring states, our our nation. You know, uh, they they're concerned about everyone. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, well, well, before we get out of here, I do have a couple of things to share. Okay, just, just your All normal. Right. We, it, you know. I'm glad to know that you did not forsake your. Oh, I didn't. I did not your, forsake your, my, your my duties role here. as producer. That's right. And with, we we can't get out of here without a little pop culture. All right, you know? cool. So, I know. Let's uh, do it. Um, 
Yeah, John Wayne was born today in uh, 1907. Really? Yeah. I should have made a cowboy joke or something. <laughs> uh, my granddaughters would love this because they're they're fascinated with uh, vampires for some reason at the moment. Uh, <laughs> I was told uh, the uh, the first copies of the classic vampire novel Dracula, Bram Stoker, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. book, uh, went on sale um, May twenty sixth, eighteen ninety seven. My goodness! And it was the on May twenty sixth, nineteen twenty seven. Okay. It was the final day of production. The very last Model T Ford rolled off the line. Oh man! They had uh, they had made fifteen million of them. Um, fifteen million. Yeah, Goodness. and uh, it was right before we came down here. Not to be a Debbie Downer or anything, oh, but I was I was shocked. Uh, oh, I know what you're gonna say. I think I saw this too. Man, Ray Liotta. Field of Dreams. Ray Liotta died yeah. today. Um, he was sixty-seven, but yeah, Shoeless Joe Jackson. Yeah, I uh, love that movie. I do too. Uh, the book's great too, though. If you haven't read the book, um, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Sure. Uh, keeping us informed on pop culture. If you've never been in Brian's office, you'll see that uh, pop culture is sort of his thing. And and uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm full of useless information. Is what no, you're saying. no, it's, man, you did great. <laughs> hey, look, look. I will. T- I, I will say. I apologize. We we're a bit long-winded today but we just had a lot of great information to share yes yes um, and we put some things off i mean there's some some things that we were looking at doing this week that we didn't uh, simply because we knew we were going to be long-winded and then we had the yes. breaking news story come in and things like that but anyway i appreciate you uh willing to set in in rob's absence i do believe he'll be back um i believe he's scheduled to be back next week back in the um, house next week so we'll be back uh, and then, yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have Rob back next week. Of course, Brian will be with us as always. Uh, I guess that wraps up the news for this week. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, like I said, uh, for this week's Arkansas AgCast. Yeah. And remember you can, uh, you can catch the live stream every Thursday at 2 PM on Facebook and YouTube. Um, just make sure you have your notifications turned on, um, to get alerts when we go live um, I apologize if anyone had some glitches today with our live stream. I know that you were, were, uh, we're plagued by the internet some days. So <laughs> at least we have the audio that will go out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you can listen to the audio later on the iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. The Arkansas iCast is brought to you by Arkansas Farm Bureau and hosted by me, Jason Brown. And today our our producer, but guest host, Brian Pistol. Um, Thanks for having me. Along with Matthew Magdafrau, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention our special, special guest producer, uh, my daughter who's in-house today, uh, Marilyn Brown. That's uh, right. As well. You want, you want to come wave? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Too embarrassed for that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back next week with more ag news that matters to you, the farmer. Until then, we're signing off. Thank you.